I stand firmly in the fact that I'm one of the best to ever do this for the culture, for my coast, and for my city. This is the best rapper in LA podcast. 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 And I'm your host, Merce. 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 What up, though? What up, though? We're still at the end of the beginning. Uh, I am at the end of, I've been to Turkey, I've been to Egypt with my mother, and now I'm back. Um, I was on business, but I brought her because just in case the bi- deals didn't get closed, it would always be a memorable moment. We saw the well where Jesus and his family drank from, the room that they lived in, a cave that they lived in, that they built a church around. We rode on the Nile. My 70-year-old mother Walk the pyramids if you've ever been to the Great Pyramids, Giza. Oh, let me tell you. Tour guide. Things with English. We're leaving Turkey. Skip around. This was more recent. We're leaving Turkey and the guy, it was raining, pouring down rain. The guy goes, ah, oh, was it raining? Yeah, we're expecting a hurricane. He's English is probably his third language. So him saying hurricane, I'm thinking, fuck. I have a 13-hour flight ahead of me, and now we're not going to be able to take off. So I'm going to be in the Istanbul airport for the next 24 hours. It wasn't a hurricane. It was just a lot of rain. But how do you say lots of rain or a fuck ton of rain if you don't have a command of the English language? Your English is far superior to my Turkish. Similar, we're taking the tour to the pyramids. The guy goes, you, you think your mom's going to be okay? I'm like, well, what is it? Oh, it's about 70 meters. So I know the conversion is about 210 feet. Very narrow walking space. Okay, I'm like, cool. They probably have hieroglyphics on the wall. It's encased in, you know, plexiglass. So that makes it slimmer. We're going to squeeze through here. There's going to be a bunch of other Europeans in here in this tunnel with us. And we're going to squeeze through. We're going to be able to try to look. We can't take pictures. We'll be out in a second. It'll be hot and sweaty. But we went early in the morning. Moms could do it. About to use the N-word. My G. <sighs> My brothers and sisters in Christ. And and whatever else. It's it is a tunnel. My mom is 70 years old. It is a, a 210-foot tunnel that's about four and a half feet tall. At an incline of about 15 degrees. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Steep incline. My mother is bent over, holding onto a rail. And it's wide enough for one and a half people, but you can only go up and down. So the people who go to the tomb, the guy said, oh, you go up and you come down the other side. He meant the staircase at the front of the entrance to the pyramid. I thought he meant we're coming out the other side of the pyramid. No, you go up to the center, to the tomb of whoever the fuck that was. No disrespect. Sorry, I think Ramses is someone. Sorry, buddy. Brother, brother, rest in peace. Uh, But uh, yeah, you go up in this tunnel. Then you have to literally crawl into the chamber. My mother is 70. No, bro. I would have told you no. She can't do that. But shout out to moms because she did it. So people are going up and coming down and you have to turn sideways and hold onto the rail while someone brushes their ass against you if they're kind and don't do it the front way and then keep going it's hot as shit there's not enough oxygen in there 
It's like if you have claustrophobia, you're not making it. One of my homies just stopped at the top before climbing up into the tomb. I was only going because my, my, my heart's about to jump out of my chest. I got anxiety, more shit. And the only reason I kept going is because my mother was there. <sighs> we rode camels. Shout out to Waheed, who, who, who runs the camels. Tell him, Marcel, what's up? If you ever make it to Giza, he runs all the camels out there. His name is Waheed. He's the man. That's how hood I am. I go, I'm like, who is this dude walking around? Because all the camel dudes are hustlers. It's like being in the hood, like not selling dope, but they're like trying to sell you on their cameras. They're all trying to get an individual tip. Uh, I was like, who's this dude walking around? And you keep like making sure you make eye contact. My I tour guy, I'm like, who is that guy? He's like, oh, that's Waheed. He, he run, I said, like, let me take a picture with you, Waheed. Come here, cuz. Let me. I was like, what's up, bro? He said, just give us a good review on TripAdvisor. Because I like tipping him as an insult because he's the boss. I don't know, man. Just felt like this is what I'm coming off of. Ten days in Africa, Europe, and Asia. Technically, I've been in Africa, Europe, and Asia in the past ten days because half of Istanbul is in Europe, or in one part, two thirds of it, another third of it's on the Asian side. It's divided by the the Bosphorus Strait. Uh, it's been a 20, 36 hours there because I've heard my whole life from well-traveled people that Istanbul is one of the greatest cities and they are fucking right. Rarely does shit live up to the hype, especially for me because uh, what did Earl say? I don't do shit. I don't go outside. Whatever the fuck, that's me. I do not like traveling. So I bring people with me who are enjoying it so that I can try to enjoy it through their eyes because I just want to be home. And that's a good segue into this song. What's on your mind, Big Murph? Shit, the end of the world with the wife at home. I pretend it's my girl. Did you take your meds today? 20 milligrams worth, but I'm still so amped I could kill a damn verse. What's on your mind, Ace Rock? Shit, the roaches in the kitchen that I scream on every day, but for some reason they don't listen. Did you take your meds today? Yeah, 20 milligrams worth, but I'm feeling so amped I could kill a damn verse. I was cooling at the park with a couple of other junkies. I ran a made a glitch suspended like milk money bullies. I calculate my comfort zone by how baggy the hoodie. I calibrate pyrotechnics on how crabby the drum. I keep it dirty. Likewise, my vibes on that old ha 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 stick. I'm like a 1950 something wire hanger abortion victim. 99 bottles of happy pills on the wall. Take them down, pass them round before me and Merce eat them all. I was cooling at the park with a couple of other jookies who were paused. Taking on all comers like some bookies. Rookies running up with they run of the mill raps. Fast hit them all up with hundreds of ill slabs. The Harlem backslap just happens to be my favorite. You take it from your shoulder, then you take them to the pavement. We don't take shit, but we take our medication and we bust them raps back to I wanna go home. Yep. Happy pills with Aesop Rock. If you motherfuckers believe that we're gonna be done with the end of the beginning before Christmas, you may be sadly mistaken. I cannot do a shortened episode on one of the greatest rappers of all time that I've gotten to do a song with. One of my better rap friends, Ian Babbitts. I love this dude, man great human being even better rapper raw i'ma give it to you no trivia raw like that aesop rock iron fisted list militia a bent funny bone drone community spit a thousand and one ripples to cripple the continuity top water builds character right i irrigate it straight to mainline you wanna do the same fine he's pretty tropic grommet 
Pistons Solidify the clock, the slippery city salt piston pump dream Behold old King Credible, kind soul with a Russian roulette bad boots Spin off for every day a thousand strangers Great empty chambers, one sixth buckle Five sixth sweat bullets, trying to keep it subtle My best friend, as you know if you listen to this podcast and Living Legends Was Aesop the Black Wolf Yes, sure, we moving at the speed of life, illuminate the path that we're moving on, accumulate knowledge out of mouth, where we make the people bounce with the music gets around. Yes, sure, we moving at the speed of life, illuminate the path that we're moving on, accumulate knowledge out of mouth, where we make the people bounce with the music gets around. We had never heard of Aesop Rock, but rappers making rhymes with meaning. Of course, someone was going to choose the name Aesop, and probably more than one. So it was a problem when we heard about Aesop Rock for the first time. We didn't know we, I was going to be on the same label. And as you know, if you've paid attention, Aesop the Black Wolf was invited to be on Def Jux before Aesop Rock. I don't know if this is before him and El met. I don't know the New York politics or timeline. I met him on the plane in Japan. We've already spoke about that. We had psychiatric needs in common. I don't know his exact diagnosis. I don't even remember mine, for fuck's sake. Anxiety, depression, you know, I was born in 1978, given high fructose corn syrup from a very young age. And as you can hear on the song, in a healthy dose of pornography at a young age, Coca-Cola, pornography, and a key to my own house before I could fucking pay a bill and a little brother to look after. You do the math. Yeah, that is about as dark as it gets. This song is fun as fuck. We don't take shit, but we take our medication and we bust them racks to back the Prozac nation. I want to go home. I need to take my happy pills again. I want to go home. I need to take my happy pills again. I enjoy knowing that I've done songs with some of the best rappers on earth and they didn't eat my lunch. We made a, I'm, I enjoy also bringing rappers to me like, you're not going to get a song like this on an Aesop Rock album. Some people, this is the beauty of felt. Some people don't like it. And I've made public commentary. It's like I'm bringing down the property value. Man, Ace loves video games. Ace loves skateboarding. Ace loves hip hop. What is there not to love about Ace and what is there not for us to love about each other? We became really good friends running around New York City. He holds the game Eco Shadow of the Colossus in high regard. Something you don't know about my friend, but that's something that I think is probably one of the most important things to know about him. Practicing all the time. Up in the valley. Took down 12 of the Colossus so far. His mother once made us cookies on tour. I was his hype man for um, half a tour, maybe a whole tour. I'm so dope, I'm the shit, you can smell it. In the front row, pass around, inhaling like that. One time on the top of the line. Kicking their fries like an instant crowd. Ace up, Def Jux the prime. Go ahead and bust one of those hey, up, right there. Def Jux swinging up left hooks, that's how we get the letterman. Ace Rock, breath for the weather. Song for you, song for me, Long Island.
We have performed at Bumbershoot or Sasquatch Festival, something in Seattle, where we... This song is flat live. People used to ask us to do it all the time. It's flat live. Believe we performed this once at the basement anniversary. Imagine this show. Merce, Aesop Rock, Mr. Lift, and Atmosphere at the El Rey. Here it comes, here it goes again. 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 Here it comes, here it goes, go, go. Little mama got a little pill to swallow A little water to follow it down that tunnel Got a lot of wolves with the houses hollow Got a lot of holes, never found that shovel Someone got stabbed at the show uh, But, yeah, there was um, another time someone was stabbed at a show At one of my shows, but I think this was the first time, unfortunately I do not like to hear about violence uh, But it was out. this was outside and I also saw that night, I think I was the first rapper, American rapper on stage wearing bathing ape. I wish I could have the photo so I can shit on people in my flex. Weird, cool, cool story of weird flex. I believe we may have done happy pills that night. Mr. Liff, aka little Jeffrey Haynes from Brighton Mass, who I've done my imitation of Liff on this podcast. Yo, dogs, just, yeah, it's really good to see you. I love you, man. Like, yeah, bro. All he wants to do is play Madden and rap really well he doesn't want to be bothered doesn't like to raise his voice doesn't wild out and this is what i also love about our scene if people have been to my shows and there's been an altercation i will jump in the whole crowd i will stop everything to make sure that the person is safe or that the bullshit ceases that night jeffrey Haynes from bright mass took off his shirt and he's kind of swole mr Liff. i was like yo oh shit Mr. Liff, so what I didn't know is before they turn on the PlayStation when they're on tour, I found out later on the Pay Dues tour that Mr. Liff has a regimen. Mr. Liff is like programming, as my homies have been in the penitentiary say. Mr. Liff is programming. And for a kid from Brighton, Mass, as I understand, is the suburbs of Massachusetts, you know, kid from a household with both parents and, you know, good, good kid, went to private school, played lacrosse, shit like that. Jeffrey Haynes got kind of thuggish and he'd be programming. And like, yo, calm the fuck down, son. Like this voice that I remember me, because me and Ace have spent a lot of time with him looking like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Like this is somebody I've done at least two in two full nationwide tours and a couple regional tours with. I have never heard him come out of his face like that other than to protect our fans. Yeah, I can go on. Mercer's my pharmacist covers full of Kalanapin. Uh, we talk about the Harlem backslap in this song, which is from Vast. And uh, this is a song that we recorded in Brooklyn in LP's closet. LP's closet. This is how long. We had an ADAT machine and everybody's kicking it, playing PlayStation, Xbox. I don't remember. Probably PlayStation knowing them. And I'm just writing a song with my friend and we're going back and forth. It's just kind of like... Future and Drake, okay? That's what it is. It's like that. It's like jump man, jump man, jump man, jump. This is our jump. Two of the best rappers in independent rap history on a track, rapping about their medication but not taking it too seriously. 
because we both have done deep dives into the dark side of this. So we got together, did something fun, like the fun that we have. Now, Ace wasn't one of my drinking buddies. Ace was just my my buddy, my rap buddy. L, Camus, Metro, C-Rays, or some of the Cage or the Junkies at party. These, This is not a party. Ace is not a party guy. But we had fun on this track. The Harlem Backslap comes from Vast. We're talking about, we, I think we were doing on the Final Frontier remix. I forgot about that song. We're describing some beef that someone had with some, and Vast is huge. And he goes, wait, who said what? To whom? Like he stood up like, what the fuck? Like, ready to go fuck somebody up. And it's like, yo, I don't know how we got in the concert, but the way he's so big, he's like, yeah, it's called the Harlem Backslap. And he, like, put his right hand across his body on his left clavicle and just, like, slowly motioned. And if you see this big man's hand coming down from that thing, just imagine him smacking the shit out of somebody. It was hilarious. We laughed. We laughed for some time. But, yeah, man. That was where that Harlem backslap came from. Rookies running up with they run of the mill rap fast, hit them all up with hundreds of ill slabs. The Harlem backslap just happens to be my favorite. You take it from your shoulder, then you take them to the pavement. We don't take shit, but we take our medication and we bust them rats to back the Prozac. Nation. I want to go home. I need to take my happy pills again. I want to go home. Course is just me singing, so I don't have to do the same format. I love this hook. Um, Blackhead on the beat to rap over Blackhead's beat. The guy who made Labor, I um, mean Daylight. Like, come on, man! This that is a certified hip hop classic. That is, I think, what DMX means to mainstream rappers, rap rap people. Aesop Rock means to indie rap. Like he's that important. One up a shackle me, not clean logic procreation. I did not admit the wheel, I was the crooked smoke adjacent. While the triple sixers lassos keep angels roped in the basement. I walk the block with a halo and a stick, poking your patience. Y'all catch a 30 second flash visual. Dirty cooperative men platoon, bloom head trips, split ridiculous. Find in the splicing of first generation. Fuck up with trickle down any hero smack. I'm pacing the game for zero hour completion. Green slash, do a early like DMX is cool because he's authentic. He's not cool because he wears the right gear. Because he's, and and you feel him. Ace has a like you know astounding vocabulary, but it's the gruffy voice and just the presence. Like he's Ace. Yeah, man. So to to, to rap over like that's like Swiss beats. Him and like DM is DMX and Swiss. That's like Blackhead and Ace. I know Blackhead just dropped a project. I'm so stoked to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, but our my homie um shout out to Todd already sent me. Aesop song like this is crazy. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. I can't not space out baseball cap in the clouds. Uh, matter of fact, it's happening now. 
All I remember is an act for acting if he in a gift to kill his uncle. I'm trouble after 10 Mississippi. Tick, 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 these pets free a single beat of sweat. Who bring his friends soon the ringer tea is drenched and Jesus wept. Maybe I'm bluffing all it takes a little patience. Then why you in the bushes, my goodness, don't make me say it. Nah, Mississippi on the roof of my road. Beating a scramble like you scramble for a suitcase of clothes. So to rap on with Aesop Rock, to rap with, you know, our DMX over our Swiss beats, like type of thing, it's amazing. Blockhead's funny as fuck. He's a nice guy. He's one of the, one of the people like we were hanging out at Blockhead's apartment. I really wanted to have a beat by him on this album. I'm blessed. His just check out his catalog. His instrumental shit is phenomenal. Greatest thing Blockhead has done. Yes, greater than Daylight. Greater than anything he's ever done. I don't know if he's a father. I don't think he is. But aside from being a father, is party, fun, action, committee. Lyrically, articulating, ventilating my mental state when my cerebrum shoots gamma rays towards your freedom, absorb the serum mentally, essentially, meant to be mental, experimental cerebellum, soup with the rickle lentils, imperial bicentennial, perennial figures, Ellen, silhouetted by mystical shadows, my mind is a penicillin, verbal, verbal surgery, all over your lyrical perjury, my brain stem, brains, phlegm, mystical, magical, mercenary. Yeah, for my breakfast cereal, I lyrical, spherical cereal, so here we go on some more physical. My lord, if you can find the PFAC anywhere and you have an understanding of late 90s, early to early aughts underground hip hop, you will laugh like no one has ever laughed before. We came to bring the hip hop vibes. Mess is seven years on the mind. With the old school flavor, you can't deny. Yeah, man, that was the time. It's just, I can, I smiled so big listening back to this record. It was just the juckies. It was when I think probably the camaraderie and everything was at an all-time high. Um, before any drama, before any money, before it was what it was. Like, this is us in between tours, in between shows, in between whatever, hanging out at Elle's house in, I think, like I said, Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, rapping. Smoking cigarettes inside. Imagine that. Smoking cigarettes indoors with NASA, probably engineering. Shout out to NASA. What a time to be alive. Though the hook is like I said, it's not something you'll never hear on an Aesop Rock album. Take your mask to yes, money milligrams worth. But I'm feeling so amped, I could kill a damn verse. And I'm feeling so amped, I could kill a damn verse. I remember like 
him being like a friendly cringe and having to say that for me because it's not how he raps. You know, it was my idea. It was me writing. So, but just to hear him, it doesn't even sound right coming out of his mouth, but I'm glad he did it. I'm feeling so amped. Like that's just so, to me, juvenile for such a brilliant uh, mind and artist. But I think it works. Uh, Yeah. Went hard on the porn stuff. I think he said, we were really writing back to back. Um, you know, I would go off at what he wrote. He would go in and lay it, then I would write something and go in. Um, just real, a real collaborative. Before you could email tracks, you had to be there. I had to get him to come over to L's to do it. I think it was before he lived closer in Brooklyn and before he bounced out to the West Coast. See You In Hell, cashing in on that See You In Hell thing, probably one of my favorite Ace Rock lines, and it's on my record, I'm honored. Uh, that was funny as shit. Cupboards full of clonopin. I'm a serotonin reuptake inhibitor bronze U.S. monument. See me in hell cashing in on that see you in hell thing. Decomposed like Dorsey water bucket plus which equals hell And I'm seldom seen these weeks without the medicated crust to settle the civil circuits that make the cut. I'll tell you what, I'ma freak the fuck out if someone doesn't let me use their phone. Your phone I gotta go home. Ace Rock is my pharmacist. He doesn't own a farm, but he I think I could have rapped better, like, you know, so aggressive all the time. But um, getting to go back and forth with Ace in that day, sometimes it's not about the album. It should not. I guess maybe it's never about that. It's just that I can still see that day thanks to this song, and that's more valuable than the, what, 80,000 streams this song has. Who knows? What? Oh, some of the... Also, the, a lot of my numbers, are, I was wondering how is, like, the numbers so low. This didn't wasn't streamable until 2015. So this hadn't been available to stream for 12 years. Um, some people still ask, is your old shit up? And I didn't put it up forever um, because I'm old and I was like being cr- crotchety, crotchety, ratchety, whatever it's called about streaming. There are multiple reasons, but uh, it's here, it's there. Listen, enjoy. I think we're going to move on. I thought I was going to um, make this to an Aesop Rock Appreciation Podcast and uh, that is deserved. But... uh Suffering suck attached, ducks in a chuckle patch. Wingman double back, double back, double back, double back. This is labor. I can't even do it anymore. But that first cut on Labor Days, man. Wow. Who put the monkey wrench in well oil perfectionist effort Just to watch these monitors spit white noise through your office space Automator, I affect Dolly G pulled the Senate cloud clusters Brushing dust mites off your starving all revolution sound jugglers The liquid vent for brick habitat Bob weep stick move vents And pour somewhere in the middle for slick invention This year's brain crop has been spectacular I ain't mad at you, don't stay mad at the caliber I'm twist characters like uh, twist characters uh, Tally up the alley cat aggression in this thuggy trash infection and uh, yeah, the song on there, um, Lucy was 47, an introvert, blah, blah, blah. That's what brought me to this point in my career. Lucy was 37, an introverted somewhat. Basement apartment in the same building she grew up in. Right. She traded in her blue barrettes for long locks, held up with a clip, traded in her yellow chalk for charcoal sticks. And she drew little Bobby who would come to sweep the boy. And she drew the mailman, delivered every day at four. Lucy had very little contact with the folks outside her cubicle day, but found it suitable and she liked it that she way. She had a man now, Rico, similar. I was going to quit after the end of the beginning, rap, quit after, stop rapping, uh, and open a daycare until Mr. Dibbs informed me of how many uh, lawsuits a daycare gets. And then being a black male owning a daycare, I could only imagine. But I love kids, and I felt like rap was so self-serving and selfish. And I think creating pay dues helped me to feel, fill that void where this career wasn't so self-serving. 
And signing to Warner Brothers gave me the growth that made it a little more exciting. As human beings, I feel like we all need that. Growth is like what life is about. We're just fucking ants trying to build our colony as we ruin this earth. But seeing things grow is natural. And seeing things grow meant survival back in the day. So when you don't see it, I think subconsciously that's where the depression comes from. So for some people, that's where your frustration comes from. It's not about the money. It's not about the success. But it's a primal story or uh, well, I'm sorry, I always do this, but it's primal. It's your, 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 your subconscious telling you like, if you don't see something grow, you're going to die. If something doesn't grow and progress, and I feel like that's about your work too, you're going you're gonna to starve if nothing's growing. And I feel like, yeah, this was just like um, masturbatory. And like, I don't like, I don't really, I, I enjoy performing on the surface, but it, it, I do not like it. So touring, everything was getting to me. I was like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, you know, and when I heard his song about the artist who like, you know, no, I'm not quitting. I'm finished and walked away. Well, well, one year passed and believe it or not, she covered every last inch of the entire sidewalk and she stopped. After all this, you're just giving in today? She said, I'm not giving in, I'm finished. And walked away. One, two, three, that's the speed of the sea. A, B, C, that's the speed of the D. You can dream a little dreamer, you can live a little dream. I'd rather live it. The dreamers always chase but never get it. I was like, yes, I want to be finished. I've been longing, since I heard that song, I've been long. I didn't know, before then I was longing on how to quit. And then I said, okay, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to finish. I want to be finished. And I've had a finish in mind since 2002 when I heard that song. So this is not something abrupt or, oh, you'll be back. I've been trying to finish. When I, I've laid down, I've laid down this burden. I think I may actually have to break my vow and go in and re-record one part for the new album, and I was trying not to do that. But the song is special enough where I hope God forgives me. But other than that, man, this has been a burden since 2020. Not a burden, but a, a weight I've, I've been carrying, and I've been trying to figure out, or an art piece I've been trying to finish, a crossword puzzle. And I just finally got it right. Pencils down because of the song Ace Made. So this is how important of an artist. Ace Rock Rock is him. I said it in a new song, but he's definitely in my top 10 on a song called Proof of God. Off an EP called Take It Easy, My Brother Merce. I know I have a predilection for addiction. That's why I lead a dentist, never pick up my prescription. That's why I told my shrink to chill on the happy pills. Hopped on the track with Ace Rock and I had to build. And Ace Rock definitely in my top 10. Even if me and him was not friends Shout out to E&O If I go to heaven, where do all the Europeans go? The ones who were engaged in the slave trade If I see him at the pearly gates, we gotta catch fame Please go uh, stream that Shout out to Elif on the production from Brazil Rio de Janeiro So another one of many reasons this song is special um, Because Ace gave me that clarity And um that peace of mind and that mission and that journey and I accepted it. And his new album just came out. 2.5 million years ago a friend of mine made a tool from a stone and defended his tribe's technology. Sorry for the technical term. It's a wheel and a fire and the rest is a blur. Throw a theorized plot in the pot with applied science. Let it sit. I bet it streamlines your environs. Yeah. What's a resource local to the grotto? The method isn't free until the mechanism follow that technology. I haven't listened to that either. I didn't get a copy of the uh, of LP that lights up and plugs in. 
you know, I'm trying to be on a budget and shit. And yes, I still try to buy my friend's shit. I don't want to ask, but I may have to ask. But now it's sold out. Um, Yeah. Here we are. Where are we? We are at Risky Business. See, I had the place to myself. My parents went out of town. So I had the music up and I was running around. Singing to the beat of my favorite underground. Song at the time, let's just say it was Merce. I was rapping in the mirror. I was knowing every verse. I was doing my thing until the doorbell rang. It was my homeboy, Shock. A mellow type of fellow that I knew from up the block. My brothers and sisters, this is going to be a hard one. And I don't care if I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it now. And try to get it right so that I can document it for eternity. Because that's how long the memory of this man needs to exist. I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. I believe the year is 1989, 88. The Humpty Dance drops. Stop what you're doing, cause I'm about to ruin The image and the style that you're used to I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round, I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself My name is Humpty When I tell you, I had never The world had never seen or heard anything like this And that's why it begins all right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. It's I look, it's it's a comedic song. But this man, I'm going to go out on them and say genius. That's what the G is for. Greg Jacobs, yes, but a genius. He did. This was fun rap. It wasn't the ego or brokenness of a disenfranchised, marginalized, black or brown youth from abject circumstances trying to get their absentee father or um, overworked parent, mother, to listen to them, to show off their gold chain, to show them their command of poetry. It wasn't a black man dying to be heard over his oppressors. It was playful. It was fun. And in that, it was truly revolutionary. It wasn't pure pop. It was too funky to be Hammer. Because there was another guy, another guy that had, all right, stop, we're out of time. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. Have you ever seen me sound check? I only do Ice Ice Baby, The Humpty Dance, or Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Those are the three songs I'll soundcheck with. You will not catch me saying my own lyrics to soundcheck if I can help it. When I say, it's like, to me, it's like shooting a gun. If I'm going to do my shit, I'm going to do my shit. We're soundchecking, we're soundchecking. We're having fun. And I want to do things that, meant, but, um, that mean something to me. But Vanilla Ice said, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. I don't know about collaborate, listen, but you had to stop. Because this is the first credible white rapper that most of us knew of. So it was a time to stop. But on the other end was Shock G. Or sorry, Humpty Hump. Like I said, I still have never seen them both in the same place. Shock G on production. It says, the sample says, talk, talk to me, baby. 
learned that because he would recreate that every night on stage with me. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. The nose, the lore surrounding Humpty Shock G and his brother, reading the articles to find out more. The album. So after that, I heard Do What You Like. Now as the record spins around, you recognize this sound. Well, it's the underground. You know that we're down with what you like. Technically, Underwater Rhymes was the first 12-inch from Digital Underground, as far as I know. We'd like to ask now that all passengers please hold your breath as we take you through an underwater hip-hop extravaganza. We're now descending. Also, when labels didn't give up on artists. Also, when labels were... There's no one that sounded like Digital Underground. There wasn't a group that big. This was when rap was treated like music. When A&Rs were taking chances... Um, there's no way you hear the Humpty Dance and think it's a hit based on what's out there. You know Humpty Dance is a hit because of what's inside of you. And you have an ear and you have a talent when A&Rs are talented. You hear that and you know that people out there need to hear what you're hearing and feel what you're feeling inside. That is artist and repertoire. That is artist development. That is the talent that used to be in the business that I feel is rare. I'm going to take this guy with a plastic nose and a funny hat and a funny voice and I'm going to make this a number one hit. I'm going to take the black Groucho marks and make him platinum. Who the fuck does that? I wish I could check the credits. And I will. You buy the album. You're a teenage boy. The album's called Sex Package. Now you've seen them on your TV raps. You've seen Humpty and Shock G. Yo. Yeah, digital underground in the house doing what we like. What's up, Dre? What's up, Ed? Cooling on, yo. MTV raps. You know it like a poet. See ya. And I remember buying Word Up or Yo magazine because it had digital underground in there. Somebody in Yo or Word Up that wasn't trying to be a sex symbol, that wasn't trying to put on this image of cool or dope or fresh. They were just being funky, being an artist. They had leather trench coats and zebra cool hats, or not cool, but hats. This was a spectacle. There was thought put into it, and it wasn't no boy band. I love New Kids on the Block, don't get me wrong. New Edition, we talked about that. This was like, that, the thought that goes into boy band, but put into something abstract. The album's called Sex Packets. There's a whole story about 
the the sex pack is being real. I'm an adolescent boy that's addicted to pornography at this point. You mean to tell me that there's a fucking pill where I can have sex and I don't have to worry about getting rejected by a girl? I want this album. I want the sex packets. I want to live in this world that was crafted by this group and I believe spearheaded by this man. All respect and oh my, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say praise, but props to George Clinton and Bootsy and 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 the P Funk. That's where it all comes from. relevant to our generation now that it's not always the funk is always funky i put on knee deep and aqua boogie for my my sons and we get down at my house i am sir no before the funk i can't swim i never could swim i never will swim i'll put me down back on my leg i told you will you shut up It ensured the longevity of the funk. It was a bridge to keeping the funk alive. Every song on there is dope. The album is just a move. Sex packets. This is how fucked up I am. I'm, I met a girl once and I put that song on and we slow danced in her room. I've slow danced to sex packets and not even had sex and then left. It was romantic. It was, and you can do that if you ever try it. Like serious, it, like sex packets is like, What's how some people I'm sure feel about the chronic and rightfully so that is what Shock G brought like intricately produced the level of artistry on this record I'm gonna go out on a limb and say had not been seen in hip hop but kind of cause I, I feel like this is what Prince Paul was doing with Three Feet High and Rising and De La Soul is Dead it's all around the same time hip hop is growing the fuck up man This shit is real. Real budgets. Believe the man is from Tampa, Florida. Sometime in New York City, Brooklyn, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Next album, Sons of the P. We'll just get right to it. There's lots of great things about that record. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. This is an EP release. Why I make EPs to this day is because of this is an EP release. The first EP I bought. Nothing is funky. 
Tie the Knot. I played that at my first wedding. Great song. That's all I'll say about that. not the song's fault for those who don't know i'm on my second marriage uh nothing this funky is one of my favorite songs because of the humpty dance there was a young man living i believe in marin by way to be somewhere out oakland that got to go on tour and hold an inflatable doll and do the Humpty dance. That man would also change my life. Because of this man, this other man, and these young men, I should say, were able to change the world. That young man is Tupac Shakur. Also doing some of that dancing is Safir, someone else who had a great impact on my life. I talked about him on the on the frill podcast meeting him is one of the highlights of my rap career and as a young man meeting him galvanized and um encouraged and inspired me in ways that i'm sure um mr reggie is not aware of but before that boss car sessions was the shit but he and a young tupac are background dancers because this insane in the best way possible genius motherfucker needed people to hold inflatable dolls and do this dance that was sweeping the nation. Man. So finally, this guy gets to rap for us. The world is introduced to Tupac Shakur on this song, same song, which is in the movie Nothing But Trouble. Tupac, go ahead and rock Now this. I clown around when I hang around with the underground Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me Harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me Get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high Same song, can't go wrong if I play the nice guy Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song And all I it's the same song Same old song One of the first rap groups I saw on the big screen, I watched it. I didn't go see nothing but trouble. It looked it, because it looked scary to my 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 scary ass. All right, huh? What are you, mine workers? Oh, man. <laughs> no, man, we're musicians. We're a hip hop band. That's what I'm saying. Hip hop musicians. So you're all, you're all musicians, huh? Yeah, DJs. Drop the beat, Jay. It's been all around the world. Still haven't seen the movie. It's just gross. It looks gross to me. I don't know if it's as scary as it just looks gross. I don't like gross. Gore, pushead type shit. Weirdo shit. Like Labyrinth. I still haven't seen Labyrinth. I don't watch that spooky, gross looking shit. Shout out to David Bowie, though. You remind me as a babe. Babe with the power. Power. 
see that shit go somewhere man i don't fuck with the dark crystal i don't fuck with nothing but trouble i don't fuck with labyrinth fuck all that shit never but that gross movie produced this song which introduced us to one of the greatest to me one of the most i guess one of the most impactful i won't use the word great one of the most impactful black men to ever walk the earth at least in my generation tupac shakur thank you for that shock thank you humpty for the song thank you shock for the vision. Um, I could quote nothing, nothing less funky. Also, Sex Packers was Underwater Rhymes. MC Blowfish. But the, the octopus couldn't keep his records down. The shark ate his amp. Your boy got clown. The rhymes you say have no particular order. And it had Aqua never learn. Come on, bro. Underwater Rhymes will play an important role, but we're going to keep going. Then we get to Sons of the P. The second full-length album. Kiss You Back. I remember Shock telling me he wouldn't do VH1 um, one-hit wonders. He's like, same song wasn't a hit? Kiss You Back wasn't a hit? So Many Tears wasn't a hit? He's like, what the fuck? Nah. He's like, it's not my ego. It's just, it's not true. That was my biggest hit. And I feel him. And I felt him. And I will never, ever let my big homie go down as a one-hit wonder. Fuck that. One of the most important and iconic figures in hip-hop history. And it's so regrettable that he's not here for the 50th year anniversary because he's someone that should be at the forefront of it. And I'm sure that all of his comrades and uh, contemporaries miss him dearly. And I don't feel like, I guess if I, I'm not one of those people that gets mad, but yeah, he, he should be mentioned more as we do these 50 years things. That record changed shit, man. Because they were seen as a West Coast group. And to this day, the West Coast is hard to be different to come out of here. But this is before Dale. This is when mother, from the West Coast, motherfuckers are looking for fuck the police, part two, three, four, or five. This dude gave us the Humpty Dance. This was before Dre was on the funk, man. Front facing. The funk has always been a part of it. I'm not all respect to Dre. But no, no cap, no bullshit. Like, straight out Compton wasn't funky, bro. DLC was funky enough, but this, the D-Flow, man, this is the busting open of that lane, man. Pre-Hyro, pre-Dale. It made it in a jacket for beats. But right about now, let's keep, but I don't party and shake my butt. I leave that to the brothers with the funny haircuts. Their verse on here, we're all in the same game. Man. I'm in a rage. Oh, yeah. Yo, why is that, G? Other races, they say we act like rats in a cage. I tried to argue, but check it. Every night in the news, we prove them suckers right. And I got the blues. America. Get busy, Humpty. The red, the white, the blue, and the blue and the red for Crips and Bloods. The white for who's got you doing time. Busting caps on one another. The underground's down for peace of mind. Sons of the P, I believe that's where Kiss You Back was. But if you know anything about any fucking thing, it's the last song. It's a good thing that we're rapping. 
it's a good thing that we're rapping. You ain't no Cause pimp. if it wasn't for the rapping, you're we'd be rapping. Oh. It's a it's good thing that we're rapping. Cause if it wasn't for the rapping, we'd be rapping. It's a good thing that we're rapping. You're I don't know how long this song is. It's one of the first story raps I fell in love with. It is about the tale of him being a pimp. It's just one long pimp story. No Nose Job is also on here. Which, like, how... And this album went gold, uh, by the way, for the One Hit Wonders. I don't think a One Hit Wonder has a second album that went gold. Go fuck yourself. Kiss You Back went gold as well. The album went gold, the single went gold. So I guess if you're you're a one-hit wonder with a platinum and gold single, heartbeat props. But yeah, man, this right here, good thing we're rapping. There's a part where he said, Wes looked at me and said, Mac, 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 Mac. My cousin in D.C., we don't know each other. We see each other every summer in the backwoods of Florida at our family reunion. Shout out to the, my Bowers family reunion. We're at our, I think, our hundred, almost 110th. He heard this whole, all the rap in the world, he heard this one. This is the litmus test if we're good friends a lot of the time. My best friend, DJ Herm, Tucson, one of my best friends, we bonded over this song. Scarab! And my little brother, every time they see each other to this day, go, Mac, 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 Mac. This was, I don't know how long the song is. I guess I could check on Spotify. But this song was long as fuck. And everybody knows every word. This inspired me to tell stories and rap. Here it is. Good thing they were rapping. 11 minutes and 34 seconds, people. Go listen to it. I like that it's a... Then it was on the body hat syndrome which I think was when Saphir got on the record. That had uh, What's Up With The Love, which is dope as fuck. I think it slept on. What's up with the love? What's up with the love? What's up with the love? Had a comic book kind of cover. I think Shock Drew. Do Wu use another fucking dope. Return of the Crazy One is bangs to me. Lick, lick, let me lick, smell, let me smell the flavor and taste the behavior. The way you've been kicking it while my home stove was lamping. Fishing and camping, out renting boats in the Hamptons. Eating good, working out and giving charity. Working on my vocal cord clarity. Hell no, nah, I can't front. I've been at the crib G and slapping boom tank, trying to be the Mac Pappy. I'm not even going to argue with you. Argue with your mother about that one. And uh, yeah, What's Up With The Love? Classic. Not the best album. But still important. Then after that was Who Got Gravy? Where there was a, a little uh, whatever in my crew because they say Top Ramen is how we come. And Mystic Journey were the people talking about Top Ramen. We felt like we owned that. And it was in the Bay. They were in the Bay. Motherfuckers felt like they were stolen from. I'm gonna get you high off my soup. Top ramen is how we're coming with the loop. Yeah. All right. I thought Food Fight was on there with Dell. 
That's another dope song. Dell and, and Shock and Humpty hooking up is something amazing. This is a federal food fight. You better know that it. That means we calling out all you cooks and what? cooks. Yeah. This. On me. My name is Humpty Hump. This a party I'm the original here, baby. Big Nose Rapper, baby. You better get down this, We about baby. to spring hot food all over this piece. Yeah. All that to say that I'm a fan. I'm a fan. A couple episodes ago, we talked about a record store in Tucson called PDQ. This is a time in my life where I've just released Mercerals the World. There's a young man in town um, who owns a record store called Planet Z in Tucson, owned by a guy named Zach. Zach is a baller. I don't know how much of that I need to go into. Zach was charged with something where he had to go sit down. That's how I say go to jail. I love Tucson. I love the Tucson hip-hop scene. I love hip-hop. I'm starting to do well. So Zach comes to me and says, look, I got to go sit down. He had now changed it from Planet Z to Rosie's Hip Hop, which is downtown across from the Ronstadt in Tucson near Hotel Congress. Next door to a pawn shop. He's like, do you want to buy the store from me? Things like eight grand. Like, I'll sell it to you for eight grand, all the inventory, you got to pay the rent and shit. Or would you buy the business? I think he's trying to pay lawyer fees and also keep the place open for the kids. You may know him now as Zachy Force Funk. artist as well i suggest you read his book you listen to his music him and his brother nate no face amazing but back then it was just zach and merce young merce pre into the beginning merce was the world just dropped so now i'll go back to pdq i sometimes go to pdq and dig for records for my record store i was saying like this is the music industry is all out of whack i go crate digging early in the morning before i open my store before I open my store. So Zach tells me that I, the kind of type of individual I am, I just bought my Cadillac, doing well, living off rap music. Me and Hermie are living on the south side of Tucson. I think he's charging me $400 rent a month or maybe less than that. Maybe it's $200. Um, we're living on the south side, like right like on the borderline of the res. So the rent's cheap. I'm loving life. I love, like I said, I love the city. I like the vibe of the res as, as we were in Indigenous, Indigenous People's Month. I always like the vibe of the res because I like to be as close to not being on stolen land as possible. If that makes sense, I feel the energy was different, is different. So being that I was less than a block away from the res, like, you know, I guess technically land that had never been owned or maybe it was owned and redistributed, but I feel like owned by the Indigenous peoples that call me weirdo. I'm a hippie looking at my hair and my diet. It felt good to be that close to that. So I'm loving life. And I guess this is also good to know because I have never, I had a job for maybe two to three months. I worked at Rasputin's in Berkeley. I worked at another record store off the book, Midnight Records on Pico across, Pico High Point across from the McDonald's. My mentor, Walker Martin, when my mom, when I chose to leave my mother's house when I was 15, 16, whatever, before I moved to the Bay, 
I said, I got to get a job or mom's going to kick me out. I got to get a hundred something. I think it was $175. I played to sleep in the walk-in closet at my mother's house to get back in the house. I'm not hating bro. I'm just saying though, he got me a job at, at, at his um, brother-in-law's record store, Midnight Records. Sam, shout out to Sam, wherever he is, which would later to move next to my old high school. So I worked there. At that McDonald's one time, there was somebody from, all one, all these dudes from one gang used to hang at the McDonald's and there's like a disabled, uh, accessible ramp that leads into the play place. That's, of course, where the gangbangers would hang out. Somebody got off the bus from one set, knew that somebody from a rival set was on the bus. And then they tried to hop on the bus and bang on him. The young man then proceeded to let off through the windows of the bus. In the bus. This is L.A. Just, I just, you know, we talked a little bit about the night before. This is the type of shit. I'm 17 years old working at a record store. Right across from me is a motherfucker shooting at motherfuckers at McDonald's in front of the play place. Off the window of the blue bus, the public transportation using that as his vehicle for a classic Southern California drive-by. So those are the jobs that I've had. I'm about to purchase this record store from Zach. I get a job in Tucson at Zia Records. I drive a nicer car than my boss. I'm going to work there for market research. God bless that store because I never would have found or heard the Deftones White Pony had it not been for working at that record store. And, uh... Presidents of the United States and Everclear and some other shit I picked up on because all the employees took turns playing music. But I learned there that, okay, Oza Motley's big here. Brother Lynch Hung is big here. What's big in rap? What's getting returned? You know, just doing market research, how a record store works in Tucson. But I have to, this is where God's work comes. And we'll talk about God's work later. But this is where the inspiration for God's work comes. I never had to drive in to a job. But this motherfucker would be in the back doing blow complaining that I was 15 minutes late and I'm like I don't need this fucking job fire me bro like I don't give a shit bro I'm about to have my own fucking record store but I didn't say that I just kept my head down did my job met some cool people people worked there were cool and you know and my boss is not a dick he just didn't want me to be late but I'm like bro it's a record store like it's I'm 10 minutes late it's fucking 10 a.m. were you not here to fucking ring somebody up for the new fucking uh, what is that fucking what is that band Mudvayne Mudvayne record just dropped. I opened this record store. Now I'm I'm digging for records because I know what type of shit will sell. We go to PDQ. We go to breakfast at Bobo's early in the morning. My roommate, Herm, DJ Herm, does not drink and never drank or smoked. But he works at Wells Fargo. We would leave the club. I would drink and smoke. And we would stay up late talking even more. If you ever had a roommate that's your best friend, you guys talk all night. And then finally someone would make someone go to sleep. And then we wake up. Early to go to Bobo's before work on his days off from work, I would have the dude that work for me open up the store and we would, or maybe I would be able to, because the record store, we, I didn't open until 10, 11. So we wake up, go into Bobo's because it's awful. awful. I also, also, after a certain time, certain things are open and Bobo's closes at once. So it's a, it was a, a very, very real thing for us to work to get up early to get to Bobo's and then go to PDQ's and dig. PDQ's, we are digging this day. I outdo my best friend because we are now, as I told you, we bonded when we first met one of the things, the Jungle Book, Disney, and hip hop. But good thing that we're rapping. A deep cut off Digital Underground's second album, 11 minute song. He knew the words. Fucking stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? <sighs> I'm digging at PDQ. 
I find underwater rhymes. I never seen this. This is for Discogs. This is all. I've never seen this record. What is this digital underground record? Who's the idiot that gave it away? Probably someone like me. It's amazing. Not on Tommy Boy. This is before Tommy Boy. Covers drawn by Shock G. It's like turquoise with yellow um, fish and stuff on it. I forget what the B-side is. Underwater rhymes. This is gold. I found it. I don't want to exaggerate, but let's just say this is what happens. You know, hindsight is twenty thirty. History is written by the victor. I'm going to write this because it sounds cooler, but I'm in my mind, this is how it happened. I go into work with my treasure. It's a good day. Hermie could have found that record. I'm, you know, when you're digging what your homies is a thing, because I'm just a couple bins or on, ahead of him or beside him or behind him. Anyone who digs knows I found this. He was going to find it if I didn't find it. But we went together. I found it. It's mine. I go across the street. I close up my shop. Stay a little later. It's downtown Tucson. It's a place called Oasis. It has the best version of the best veggie burgers I ever had before Beyond Meat. This is like 2001 vegan shit. Like amazing burger. Handmade veggie burger. Next to Oasis, I believe it's a bar close to it called Seven Black Cats. All the bars is the main strip. This is before, if you go to Tucson now, there's like ultra mega chain uh, franchise clubs. These were when they were just real bars. Probably, uh, you know, people have been saloon type shit. Our homegirl, who's dating one of our homeboys, is working. She runs the bar. He DJs. It's just one of those Whole, I don't know if you can, it's hard to describe if you're not from a small time. There's not any many hip hop nights in Tucson. Every single hip hop night has something to do with somebody in my crew for the most part. I think there's one that didn't real hip hop. She lets Herm and her boyfriend spin while she tends bar because no one gives a shit. Otherwise, there'd just be people getting drunk in there. So on Wednesdays, I stay a little later, close up the shop, walk across the street to Seven Black Cats. I believe it's the only bar on the strip that has a piano in it. Walk in, I'm off work. I start drinking, listening to records. You know, like there's literally two people in there. It's me, Herm, um, Bonus, DJ Bonus, and maybe a couple like other random people. We're, we're playing for us, which is great. I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't like shit. I don't like to go outside. I don't like people, as I said at the beginning of this episode, who gives a fuck? My friends playing the shit that we like, that we want to hear. So I'm sitting at the bar. It's a narrow, like say, like uh, like a narrow club bar. Bars on one side of the wall goes all the way to the back, and then there's a bathroom, and then there's a piano on the other wall. And at the back is where the stage or whatever the DJ riser is. So it's a long room, not a wide room. I'm sitting at the bar, back to the piano, drinking. Um, also. The homegirl has to that 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 runs the manages whatever has to work the door as well as bartend because it's a slow place. I'm sitting at the bar, Herm puts on. Uh, I get around. I'm just sitting at the bar drinking, listening. There's no you're not scrolling. This is the day. Imagine that you're just sitting at the bar having a drink, listening to music without looking down at your phone. I'm looking at the bar, just relaxing. It's hard to imagine. Uh, Herm comes over like yo. You hear Wanna Be Shock G back there? I'm not very musical as well, so I'm not paying attention. 
trying to play along what I get around. And I go, oh shit, I turn around, I'm like, oh, that is a fake-ass shock G. All I see is the afro on like, like a zebra trench coat or something. I was like, oh shit, he's kind of good. Turn around back to my drink, because my homegirl that works the door comes running in. Guys, 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 guys. What? I'm like, we're like, what? She's like, I, I just, I just ID big like a pickle. I said, huh? Then it hits me. She's not a hip-hop head. Her boyfriend is. We are. She's, she likes hip-hop, but she's not like a nerd like us. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, my nose is big, big like a pickle. Yes. That is Shock G. Holy shit. We are the two people. We think DJ Quick and Shock G are how people talk about Pete Rock and DJ Premier. This is how we talk about DJ Quick and Shock G. On a regular basis, as I told you, we go to clubs that he spins at, then we come home late, and then we talk about hip-hop some more. We stay in a club that he spins at and listens to the hip-hop, listen to the hip-hop that we like for four hours. Then we go to IHOP, and then we go back home and talk to the sun comes up about hip-hop. And the two people we talk about the most are most likely Shock G and DJ Quick. As rapper producers, they are underrated. They are the best rapper producers to me ever. Dilla is up there, but I don't, unpopular opinion and all due respect, I don't love Dilla's beats as much as I love his raps. I think Dilla's, man, I mean, I guess it's just as a fan, I wish he made less beats and more raps. God bless him. Say fuck the police. One, two, three, and fuck the police. Yeah, don't you know what's dangerous in these streets? Don't you know what's gangs of us? Grow deep, nigga. We OGs fill up the whole Jeep, nigga. Hell with the flows and then with the beats. Hell in the rover, it's over homes to hold these. The reason we hold things is no peace in the streets with the police in the street. Yo. Uh, but yeah, the way people talk about Dilla now is how we talked about DJ Quick and how I still hold Dilla, DJ Quick, and Shock G in that regard. So I don't think there's another human being. Dr. Dre could have walked in. Ice Cube could have walked in. It wouldn't have been the same thing. It was early in my obsession with E-40. But uh, it was close to E-40. is probably the only person that could have walked in. Or Hulk Hogan. I don't know. At that time. What do we do? This is the point where like, I don't even turn around and look. I'm like, I got to go to the store. And open my store, which happens to be across the street, which that day I just happened to pick up. I was like, I got to pick up the record. But now I'm starting to become a little almost famous, as the record says. Do I want to bother him? He's at a bar in Tucson. Do I want to ask him to sign? I was like, no, 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 no. And Tommy's like, no, 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 no. This is Shock G. And maybe some of you have felt that, like, I rarely meet fans that say that mean it. But, like, I'm still one of the biggest Shock G fans I know of. So he's used to getting Humpty Dance thing. I'm, I want to talk to you about good thing that we're rapping. I want to talk to you about a lot of things that don't have to do with Tupac, or, you know, with all due respect. I want to go get the first 12-inch you ever released that I just found today from my record store. I do it. I bolt out. Don't let him leave. I'll be right back. Run across the street half drunk. Open up my roll-down gate. Go in, open my store. As I'm in my store, I grab the record, and I see Merce Rules the World. A million times in my career, I've been given a CD and like, why are you giving it to me? Give it to the fans. Like, I didn't get how people always try to go backstage and hand me something when there are 120, 2,000, there are people out there that actually buy a lot more rap than I do. 
You should be focused. I never, we open for Outcasts. We open for Busta Rhymes. We open for Common. Immediately after my set, I was in the crowd trying to sell shit to people who liked good rap. And then before I would even, the headliner would do their hit. I didn't get to see Buster Rhymes do Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See or his verse to Scenario because I was outside. I didn't get to hear see Outcast perform Players Ball because I was outside waiting 15 minutes before I know the set's going to end. I'm outside trying to make new fans because this is a room full of fans. It's like shooting fish in a barrel almost. A little difficult because people front on you when you're an indie rapper. But now, this is a bar, right? This is Shock G. I got to give him my CD. I feel like such a herb. I feel like herb, sucker, whatever you kids say. I feel like a weenie. I close up my store. I grab the Mercer Rules the World CD. Hey, at least it's innovative. It doesn't have any track titles and has a pin on this. I could just take the pin, right? I sit down at the bar. I said, my brother. By the time I come back, he's at the bar. I said, my brother, I should have offered to buy him a drink. Will you sign this? He turns around. He is the happiest individual. Hey, man. Cool, man. Drew a whole new picture. I drew this cover. I remember we did. I think it was Antron or whatever. I gave him this record. Telling me the whole story. The kindest guy. I'm like, wow. Now I feel like a real dick because what's coming next is, hey, can you listen to my music? Say, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spent some time in the Bay. This is before I knew he wasn't even from the Bay originally, but like, man, you know, here's my new album. Thanks. Puts it in one of his trench coat pockets. They leave. I don't know. I'm like, okay, great. I'm that guy. Made the guy leave now because the rapper's all on his dick. I leave. I go on tour. That's what I did back then, even though I had a fucking business to run. My grandfather says, I've said it on this podcast before, any business running by itself is running downhill. I get on tour. Somehow on my cell phone, I believe, or my three-way pager. We did have Molaware two-ways, two-way pagers, whatever. Had a Molaware two-way pager. I get the message from the homie that brought Shock to the club. Shock was high when I met him. And uh, he woke up the next morning with my CD in his pocket. And he's like, oh, shit, I met Merce. That's a living legend. I was like, he said what? He said he wanted me to give you his email. Holy shit. We're in New Orleans. I walked the French Quarter looking for what? An internet cafe because this is the time. This is the year 2002. I believe we're on some tour. Some, I think it's a Living Legends tour. Maybe it's time to do a new Living Legends podcast. Fuck. That album should be out now finally, by the way. 11-24. Commercial. Commercial. It may be a good place to spit the episode. The Return by the Living Legends. How the Grouch Stole Christmas featuring Reverie and Brother Ali. Everywhere west of Colorado, they will be doing shows. Make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you get the Return album. Make sure you get one of those cool Letterman's jackets. Make sure you cop all the merch. Support my brothers. Listen to the new song, One Kiss is Dope. It's out. The other song with Dale, I forget the name right now, is fucking phenomenal. Produced by Static Selector. Make sure you check out The Living Legends, The Return album, which should be streaming everywhere because I haven't even heard it my fucking self. I'm looking forward to it and every week I'm wrong, but Grotch promised me that 11-24 is the date and I think this will be out by the time that is out. So stop what you're doing. Get it? Bars. 
and go listen to The Return by Living Legends. Thanks for listening to the Best Rapper in LA podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is. If you like the show, leave a review on Apple Music or Spotify. And to support the podcast directly, go to patreon.com slash M-U-R-S 316, Merch 316. See y'all next week. Peace.